Hello everyone and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how's it going, man? Ah, uh, it is... it's going. It's going... it's it's going. It's going pretty well. Um, I was feeling eh this past day or so, but feel a little better. And, you know, it's it's, I think, thematically pretty apt because it's about just around the year mark since this whole uh, work from home thing started for me. Uh, I'm closing in on that the the week in which I was sent home and never went back to my office. So uh, that's pretty surreal to think about um, considering that we're now in March of 2021. But yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, a little tired, but otherwise, you know, ready to, to wrap up our other M saga here. So uh, how are you yes. doing, man? I feel kind of the same. Like it's, uh, I don't know what happened this last week, but it feels like forever since we recorded part one of Other M. Even though it was like yeah. literally just last week, it's been it's been a long week for, I agree for with, some reason. Yeah, same here. I feel the same way. Um, and you know what? Maybe one of the reasons why it felt like a long week is like we had we had that marathon episode on Other M last week, and then I did a marathon episode for Virtual Theater. Uh, my other podcast uh, on Friday, Sunday, we did the Zelda pod, but uh, I'm going to give a quick plug here and a quick shill to a good friend of the show uh, named Russ, who listens every week, gives our show a lot of love. Uh, I was on a podcast that he hosts called Tomes of Evil Podcast, and uh, it's it's a really cool idea. It's like, it's kind of a, a character biography of like comic book villains and uh, we had, we had a blast actually on saturday we chatted about one of my favorites which is sinestro hmm. from the green lantern universe and actually we even pitched uh we even pitched uh, a metroid green lantern what if scenario so it's pretty cool uh we we peeled back some of the layers of the omega and metro podcast and talked a little bit about this show as well and uh, some wrestling chat just for good measure so it was a lot of fun anyone uh into comics any comic heads out there check out uh, Tomes of Evil. You can check them out on Twitter at Tomes of Evil Pod and give it a listen. It was uh, it was a good time, and I, and I know that they are uh, avid listeners to to this show, so it's always nice to uh, you know support support pods. Yeah, so yeah. Just give them a, give them a give them a check out. Nice, nice. Uh, always good to spread the word. I don't have yeah. anything too exciting like that. Um, I did do actually a an esports and a streaming presentation at my actual job uh last week and i was per- working on that all through you know the last week or so so that took up a lot of my time but it wasn't related to metroid at all but i worked in like an image of samus and like ridley here and there so that was cool so you know doing a little doing a little plug in here and there of my own <laughs> um, there you go and anywhere you can right yeah right um and then the only other thing that i can think of to to quickly chat about is i know a lot of people started to receive their meta ridley first four figure statue today i saw a bunch of tweets of people getting their statues which made me very jealous because i didn't receive mine and okay I, this this i want to quickly rant about this because and no shade to first four figures very excited about meta you know the meta ridley statue but you took my money so i feel like i am uh, entitled to rant a little bit. I, so, I feel like that's entitled. Yeah. Right. So, so August of 2019, August 2019, young Dak, young bright, sprightly Dak in in 2019, 
um, decides to order this Meta Ridley statue, but I didn't. I decided to do a payment plan, right? Because at the time I was like, well, there's no point in you know locking up six hundred, seven hundred dollars on this statue. I'm not going to get for two years. Like I'm just going to pay it off, and then when I get close to the statue coming out, I'll pay the rest of it off, or this will be paid off, and I'll get it. So I put the deposit down. I put the payment order in, in position, and I didn't think of it. You know, two years pass. And we're getting closer, and I still don't think anything of anything of it. And I'm assuming this whole time that the payment plan is set up so that way it'll have all my payments done by the time it's ready to go. So that way, when it's ready, it'll get shipped out. But apparently, it's not the case because I go and check, and I, you know, I'm like, oh, people are getting their Meta Ridley statue. I wonder where mine is. Uh, I check, and it's the payment plan still not done. Not only is it not done, but it's trying to make me pay off like ten, like at a ten dollar at a time for the next three or four months before paying off the rest of it at the end of the year. So like I would be waiting for the rest of the year just to pay it off, which is ridiculous. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that. So then I go on the site, and I can't even pay it off. I I have to like I like remove the payment plan. It still doesn't let me just pay off the remainder. It's like ninety bucks. I just want it so I can just get the thing. And of course, I submit like a ticket through the support site no, 12 hours ago, no response yet. So that's great. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, I would really love my big Ridley, but I guess I'll just have to wait and be patient. But um, their their website and support is not great, which doesn't make me happy considering they have, you know, <laughs> 500 or so of my dollars right now. So I would really like to figure out what's going on. But that being said, it looks really awesome. And I'm happy for the people that have already received theirs, and hopefully I will join them soon. So, yeah, that's the only other uh, Metroid-related news I can think of from the past week or so. You know, I, you know, you know, this franchise is always something going on, but just some for some reason this past week there was no news, which is so shocking. Uh, I feel like your story <laughs> is like the equivalent of like the grimace smiley emoji, or, or maybe even the upside-down smiley, where it's like this is fine. Like Take I'm, my money. I'm trying not <laughs> to like. Funny. I'm not trying not to caring about it or anything. You know, like I get it. Stuff happens, but like I wouldn't have done. Like, like there, I, I should be able to go in. Like I'm trying to give them my money. You know, like I should be able to just go in and be like, okay, pay off remainder and and be done with it. But I don't know. I gotta like review it. Maybe like it's not like I can't do that and, until a certain point. But at the same time, if like then the, if my statue's not ready, I feel like that's also dumb because I pre-ordered the thing. I should have mine. Mine should be ready. But Maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, I don't. I haven't even. Made Hopefully, room by for this it, time so. next week, we we're talking about a success story. I hope how so. The statue looks in your room. I want to chat about it. That's the thing. I was looking forward to to chatting about it sometime soon. I, and you know, I haven't made any space for it in my room just yet. But I wanted to unbox it and and talk about it and all that because that'll be the not only the biggest piece of Metroid merchandise I own, but the biggest thing I own. Like, in terms of Metroid, like, things or even merchandise at all. I have no idea where I'm right. going to put it. So, yeah, like, it looks really awesome. And I got the exclusive edition, too. So, you know, I want to talk about that. But, yeah, I guess that'll be for another week, hopefully soon. Well, um, I guess we should... I don't know if I'm going to say pay the rent. Because I think that last week is going to be... Or maybe is going to be a little bit more painful than this week. But, actually, you know what? Let me back mm. up. Before we get into... The, the nitty-gritty about Metroid Other M and the gameplay of that game specifically. We should give a shout-out to everybody that uh, that retweeted and shared our story episode. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm i going to pat ourselves on the back, Dak. I think that the consensus was that was a hit. A lot of people really liked it. And maybe we're uh, surprised at how 
in certain instances forgiving we were, but, you know, also how we held it accountable. Um, and I'm going to give a, a special shout out to the Second Player Network, who who did a write-up on our episode as well and, and tweeted it out for all of their followers. So that was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to them and thank you to everyone that uh, that commented and, and shared and, and whatnot. It was uh, It was really cool to see the reception for that. Yeah, I'm happy that people enjoyed it. I think it was our like most successful episode on release. So, and not to get like you know too hung up on that, but I'm glad that people had like you know enjoyed it and had a lot to talk about. And at least you know from my perspective, but I'm sure from yours as well. Like we tried to go into this not to like just completely destroy the game because I feel like that's been done so many times. You know, like we tried to yeah maybe like how could this been done better? You know, like what we would have rathered have seen rather than just be like this sucked, like this is awful. Because we've you know I could do that for days. But I think it's a little more constructive to tr- to try to not just to do that. Uh, the gameplay, you know, is is uh, just like the story. I know you you said that might be this the story might have been a little harder than the gameplay. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but yeah, I think our intent with this was to you know really kind of look at this a little bit constructively, not try to just like destroy the game which has been done before. And I think people kind of responded to that pretty well. So I'm glad people enjoyed the episode. Um, it was quite the doozy. I'm not sure how we'll, we'll top it, but I'm sure we'll think of some kind of way to do that. No kidding. And I guess we might as well start right now and, and let's wrap up Metroid other M for at least Finally. the foreseeable future for yes. a little bit. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's talk about the gameplay, man. And, uh, and some of the decisions and some of, uh, I, I guess the interesting design choices that were made in this game. I'm going to go on record at, at the top of this show and say that, and I and I think I've said this pretty consistently, but I'm going to say it again, that I actually think like playing the actual game of Other M is pretty decent. Like it's it's a pretty fun game, although there are certainly some weird like control choices that probably didn't need to be made, um, and it it definitely bogs the game down but i think that the game is fun enough to overcome that um because there is like hints of that classic metroid gameplay in there when when you're just kind of going to and fro um but i you know what i think that i i find the story more offensive than i find the controls and i know that some people might not agree with that uh the controls have taken a lot of heat over the years and, and rightfully so because there are some weird choices yeah but uh i i think on the whole i'm not I, I don't I don't hate them. I, I think that it's fun, but it's they just made like such it would have been so simple to make this a little bit better, I think. And I and it flabbergasts me that they didn't do this. I don't know. What what are your initial impressions of just how the game plays, how the game moves, how the game controls, all that stuff. See uh I, I can't agree with you there. I really feel like this game the gameplay is truly awful. <laughs> um but I agree that it's close to being passable or good. I really couldn't find it fun. I think the biggest part of this game is that um, I could kind of accept the story for what it is because it's so bad for me that I started to enjoy it because it was that bad. The gameplay here, it doesn't get... It, it's just bad. It, I never, It never, like, comes back around to being good. So, like, if this game had better gameplay but it had the same story, right? The story's completely unchanged, but the gameplay was better. Uh, controls were better, all of that. I think this game would have actually been kind of decent because at least I can accept like a really? I, yeah because I can accept a bad story you know at the end of the day like that it is what it is but if I'm having fun playing the game 
that's okay. Whereas the story can be good all at once, but if the gameplay isn't fun, if it's boring or it just doesn't make any sense or it's frustrating, I think that's the word to really describe the gameplay of this game. It's frustrating. And, you know, it's boring at times. At times, that's nonsensical. But a lot of the time, for me, it was frustrating. Um, it's 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 not very redeemable, no matter how to make you, how how good you make the story. So, yeah, I can accept the story for being bad because at least I can per. And, you know, and this is goes from person to person. Like I said on the previous episode, I can you know I personally love like bad movies, bad TV. So I can find like right. just the horribleness of like the the cutscenes and all of that, and 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 laugh at it, knowing that it's really bad. Whereas the gameplay, it's bad, but it never circles around to being good. Only a few times does it do that, and I'll get into that later. But overall, I found the game very frustrating going back and playing it, and and playing it for the gameplay really, because I didn't. I, I went back again after the last time we recorded, and I didn't get the. I didn't play it too much more. I even tried to hard mode, and I'll talk about that more later. I gave up on that, but um, <laughs> you know the story. It's easy to look back on and summarize, but. It's easy to forget that like that story is split up over so much like this gameplay and like back and forth and backtracking and not backtracking that is so, at times boring, at times frustrating, very rarely entertaining or fun in my opinion. Um, but like, like you said, close to being good, it does touch on that Metroid formula. I just don't know what they were doing a lot of the time. It, the decision making in this game is really baffling for me. Yeah, I, I agree that there there are definitely parts where it's frustrating to play. Um, I, I think, and you're right, this varies person to person. I, at least from my perspective, I think I would have been okay with this. If this had a really cool story or even like a passable story with the controls that it had, I would have been like, okay, like this is, this is pretty good. But yeah, it, it, it doesn't really, it strikes out on both, unfortunately. Um, and, and let's talk about, let's just start with like the big elephant in the room. Uh, the sideways Wiimote gimmick that severely limits the amount of buttons that you have you know what um so i i guess i'll I'll say first and foremost that i think that this was i don't want to say dumb but like this didn't it didn't need to control like this like you could have you could have totally uh just played regularly and like even if you weren't going to use motion controls which is actually perfect because i don't want to use motion controls in, in metroid um you could have just moved side to side with the nunchuck as normal. You could have had your A button as jump, your B button as fire. Um, and, and you maybe could have used the C button to just, you know, go into morph ball mode. Uh, pretty much just like Metroid Prime had it. I, I think yeah. that there was nothing wrong with that. But, you know, saying that in saying that I would have, you know, went with the traditional nunchuck design, I actually don't absolutely hate the sideways control that's not my biggest gripe with the game um the buttons it takes a little bit of getting used to i think for sure because it's such a small like especially the d-pad is very very small but like once i acclimated to that i actually i didn't mind moving around like that and i know that i'm probably in the minority with that but i I thought that it was okay for like if you absolutely had to have that design choice and like had to have it sideways I, i i actually don't think that that was the fatal flaw for the gameplay what what is your opinion on just like the the sideways Wiimote in their decision to do that well first of all i think what they were trying to do with this game was i think they were trying to like soft reboot the 2d metroid games in a way like you know like they kind of like like they, they did the sideways Wii remote thing because they were trying to do that like call back to the old like metroid nes like you're playing it on your nes 
right? So they're trying to do, like, the simple sideways controller scheme. And yeah. how, like, the story, like, even though it does, like, refer, obviously, to that last cutscene of Super Metroid, how, like, okay, Samus, like, the, a bunch of time passes, a bunch of stuff is ignored, like, the entire Prime series is ignored, it, like, reuses Fusion. So, like, I had a feeling they were trying to kind of, re like, soft reboot the 2D Metroid series in a way, and I think that's why they, partially why they wanted to do that sideways Metroid, or sideways control scheme to call back to, like, the original Metroid. Um... I think the controls would have worked if it was a different kind of game. Like, if this game was a top-down, like, a purely a top-down shooter or an isometric game, purely, then the 2D controls, or, like, the controls on the Wii Remote as they are, I think probably would have worked because you're not dealing with enemies that are not only moving in a 3D space but are moving on the Z-axis as well. Um, you know, you have all the enemies are on one plane, so you're able to deal with them. You can just look around and shoot. Um, I don't think that that's the kind of scale they were you know, trying to do, they're trying to make the game a little bigger than that, but if the game was, you know, a top-down shooter or some kind of isometric uh, style game, the controls would have been fine. It just not, it just didn't work for that type of game, which is probably why they needed to do the Wiimote nunchuck. They needed more buttons, and they needed the analog stick, because the, the D-pad to, to move Samus around in that, like, environment sucks because they have to compensate it with, you know, the auto-aim and the sense move. Like it, the 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 control design doesn't mesh with the actual gameplay design, right? And it's constantly at odds with itself. The game is constantly at odds with itself, and so I think if the game mm. itself, yeah, you know, if it wasn't like sometimes a third-person shooter and sometimes like a, like a two D platformer and sometimes like a a weird not isometric but almost isometric game and sometimes it's way zoomed out and then sometimes you're like kind of running at an angle but not really you know it's like it's all over the place in terms of perspective and angle so it's hard to have one control scheme to cover all of that when it's so limited if the control scheme had more you know more buttons and a better input in terms of movement then you can handle all those different angles and perspectives but they're their control scheme was not meshing with the actual gameplay scheme and the perspectives. So, no, I, I hate the controls. I'd rather... I'd, I honestly don't want to move around with the D-pad. It doesn't make sense with the game. And it doesn't make sense when the Wii... Especially because the Wii was sold on, like... Uh, being a console where you buy a bunch of attachments for your controller. The fact that it didn't do that at all. <laughs> and implement any of those things. And you, you even had that classic... Uh... It wasn't like quite an NES controller, but it was pretty close. There was like oh yeah, the, you could use that. I guess replace the the nunchuck. Yeah, you, that, this game would have been perfect on that. Yeah, you could have used that. Uh, there's so many things you could have done, but I guess they were more concerned with you know trying to replicate that like original NES feel for the game. Which I I, I want to say they even mentioned that in like an interview at one point. Like specifically, that's one of the reasons why they did that. But yeah, not a fan of the controls. Would have worked better for a different kind of game. I feel like that has to be the reason that they did it. Like, there's no other way that that makes sense to to just give up. Like, I mean, give up two buttons and a and a joystick. It just seems nonsensical. But like I said, I I don't think that that was the fatal flaw of this game because I like once you get used to it. At least for me, uh, I think that moving feels actually like pretty decent. Like when you're when you're jumping and when you're moving left to right, forward, back, etc. I think that that's actually okay. Mm. What really what really bogs it down for me is all of the moments that you have to then point your Wiimote at the screen and you enter a first-person mode. And it's like super wonky and super shoehorned in. And, it, and it's just like it really 
kills the momentum because you have to stop in your tracks, you have to point your your Wiimote at the screen, and then it takes a second for you know once once you look at the screen, it's not like your your cursor is in the middle of the screen. Like it, it takes a second to find that properly aim it, and when you're in the middle of like a battle where like you've got a giant monster coming at you, like that that seems like an eternity, and and that is the moments where I'm just like ugh, like this this is incredibly incredibly frustrating. Um, and, and it really, to me, throws into, to like really stark highlight how there is no lock-on in this game, which I feel like, you know, this this probably could have just been uh, a 2D game or an isometric game and that would have been fine. But even if they, even if they kept it how they wanted to, you already have like auto-aiming. Oh, um, which is the worst Imagine... Thing. Yeah, which I I don't I don't hate it, but I know that people do hate it. Um, but imagine that like you just got rid of that, and let's say that you used one of the buttons. Uh, I don't know any any one of the buttons, and like you click it, and like all of a sudden Samus, uh, when you click it once, she she target locks one enemy. You click it again, she target locks the next. You, you click it again, the next or whatever, right? Like if they would have just done that and assigned like a missile button or like you could press, I think it's ZL on the, on the Wiimote or no, I'm sorry on the nunchuck. And like, now you're firing missiles instead of having to go in first person. Like that would have changed everything. Uh, I feel like, and just like scrap the whole first person gimmick. Cause it, that, that was the worst part to me is like, it killed the momentum. It, it really, really affected boss battles. Uh, it rendered missiles like in my playthrough, like, completely useless i never used them unless i like absolutely had to the the first person switching was like the the worst part of this game to me well i think it's all part of the the same big problem is that the game design doesn't make any sense in terms of you have to fight enemies that you can't aim at because you don't have enough like you don't have the right perspective to do so and you don't have enough controls to do so so the game has to aim for you and that I think like it's all part of the one one bigger pro all, like it's all the same problem I think right I don't think it's like you can't talk about one without the other like you're saying okay well maybe you could have had like a lock on button that's the same thing though the game is just doing the locking on for you it's just doing an auto lock on that but the fact like the game was designed so that uh, locking on in some way whether it's manual or auto is necessary because you can't properly aim because of the perspective and the, and the lack of controls. So, right. like, even if you added that that manual lock on, it wouldn't solve the game's problem. It would just probably make the game clunkier because you're just doing something the game's already doing for you. The problem is that, like, yeah, you have to, you know, you're essentially mashing because you're hoping that the game's gonna eventually aim at what you want to kill because you can't aim properly. And then when you go into first person mode, you are stuck because you can't move. And I understand why they did that because they didn't because if you allow people to move, then they're gonna be like, well, why would I ever leave first person mode? <laughs> Which, like again, the game is completely inconsistent with itself. Like they had to they had to put that limit in the game because the main way of playing it is not optimal. The first person mode obviously is, but. That's not what they want you to... That we're not playing a Metroid Prime game. And the worst part is that Other M was coming <clears throat> off of a Metroid Prime game. So to bring in the first-person mode again, but have it be worse than it was in the last three Metroid games, essentially. Four Metroid games, really, if you're counting Hunters. Um, you know, is is not a great look. So, yeah, I think it's all, like, the one big problem. My biggest problem, again, I think, is really the controls and... 
honestly, maybe it's not the controls. It's really just how the game is designed around that like weird third, like third person, but not over the shoulder perspective, but having enemies that can circle you at all different levels and in different areas without being able to free aim. Like it, it's so hard to actually make a, an effective game around that like structure. And I'm not entirely sure why they did that, because if they had just really picked one that isometric or like 2D or 3D or whatever, then they could have made a, a much more solid game. Like, I'm not entirely sure what if they really knew what they wanted to do specifically. It like takes all the different bits of Metroid games and does them all poorly. Yeah, and and I guess so. In the scenario that I just pitched to, I was thinking like they could do they could have a lock on button if they had the full. Wiimote and, and Nunchuck and stuff like that. But even if they would have... Um, let's just say that they kept a sideways Wiimote and, like, you're auto-aiming everywhere, which, which can be frustrating, but I have to admit that I, I didn't I didn't hate it. Um, but imagine, like... So there, there are multiple times, right, where you have to, like, go into first-person mode and, like, just shoot a switch or something like that or, like, power up a no, switch. Like, like the find the pixel thing? Oh, and yeah. that... That is a separate... <laughs> yeah, that's a that's separate, a separate beast right there. <laughs> um... But, but, like, even for, like, the Switches or something, like, imagine if they just got rid of first-person view and, like, it just auto-locked onto the Switches. Like, you want to lock on everything else. Why not those? Oh, yeah, you're definitely right. <laughs> the game probably was like, no, that's too easy. Um, I guess just my biggest no, those... issue with the with the auto-aiming in general... I'm oh, sorry, unless you wanted to continue more on the Switches. Oh, no, I, no, no I, was, I was gonna complain about something, but we, we'll, we'll save that. I guess just my, my biggest issue with the auto-aiming is essentially it becomes, you're not, it doesn't become a, it's like not a challenge, you know? Like, you're just mashing buttons. You're not, like, aiming or trying to, like, get a good shot or, like, get away and get a good shot because the game aimed for, aims for you, you know, it gets you out of the way for you. Um, I think that's my biggest issue with this game. When I play Metroid, it's not like, it's not like I'm playing Metroid Prime or 2D Metroids for, like, the gunplay necessarily, you know? But, like, in a 2D Metroid, some of the, you know, it's it's not always easy to get a good shot off. Or you have to get into a good position while you're moving around and, like, trying to avoid stuff. And when the game takes away yeah. that a big part of that gameplay loop because it takes away your need to aim at anything, all you're doing is just running around and mashing a button. Which, that's why I don't, I could never find this game fun ever because of that. Um, it's so, uh, you oh know. yeah, I, I understand too. Cause like, uh, like I said, it wasn't a big deal for me, but like even I'm remembering when we did Guacamelee, you really enjoyed like throwing those suplexes and doing the combos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And and that wasn't high on my list of like the absolute favorite things I wanted to do, but I know it's high on a lot of people's list. And this game is the equivalent of like Juan just suplexes everybody right in exactly who's in front of him. And like, you don't have to input any buttons or anything. So like it is... It, it it does t take the challenge away for sure. Yeah, um, that would be like if in Guacamelee, I all I didn't have to run in. Like I would just run into an area, and then he would just automatically jump and run right. over it all and optimally grab them and comboed he, for he's, me. He's taking people to Suplex City, and you don't even have to press a button. Exactly, and at least <laughs> if I do grab someone in that game, I can then you know follow up on that too. But the, yeah, that's right. that's the thing is that it give the other games give you more agency, right? Like it gives you the opportunity to make a mistake. It gives you the opportunity to, uh, or the need to like get into position properly and then also have the where wherewithal to aim properly. Um, you know, think about like so many times in like a 2D Metroid where you're fighting an enemy above you, right? And you're constantly jumping on small platforms to get a shot off. And sometimes you don't even get a good shot off. You maybe get one shot off, right? That doesn't happen in this game because you can just mash the whole time. And it doesn't matter if you miss because you can just sense move and mash again. 
Um, I and and again, I think that all it all boils back to the perspective and the control issue. But you know, at the end of the day, the auto aim was was necessary because of how the game was made, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I uh, I, I totally see where you're coming from with that, and I, I don't I don't really disagree. I didn't mind it, but I know. You know, I know a lot of people didn't. I know that probably more people feel like they're on your side of the camp than than mine. And to, and I mean, to be frank, I'd rather get the satisfaction of nailing that perfect shot. But mm-hmm. uh, I it it wasn't horrible to me. I'm gonna tell you what was horrible though. And, and so I was just complaining about the the first person modes where you like have to look and and shoot a switch or something like that to energize a door, dude. What what really just throws into like very very sharp like uh detail about how this first person to me just like completely derails the momentum of this game is like all of the times where you have to go and pixel hunt i think as you eloquently called it and it's like so the first time you meet little birdie for example or maybe it's not the first time but like i know you have to look around for him yeah and it takes forever and and like I'm, i'm looking at the thing i think it was the fallen soldier or whatever and like I'm like I'm pretty sure that this is what I need to be looking at, but like I wasn't pixel perfect, so it's like it's not recognizing. And I was like, okay, and I'm looking around, I'm looking around, I'm standing there like an ass, and like eventually I finally go back and like I I find the right pixel, and it's like this took five minutes, like this should have taken ten seconds tops, and like it's it's very frustrating when you're in that first person view for me, and like you can't move. And you you have no you have no control and like no agency about what you're doing, what you're scanning. Um, it just it didn't need to be there. It was just like it was like a gimmick, and and the entire game is already based on the gimmick that you're holding it. You're holding the Wiimote sideways. So like we don't need a gimmick on top of a gimmick. You know what I mean? Like if we're gonna if we're gonna base our game on a gimmick like holding it sideways, what we need is ways to continually and constantly take advantage of that and and that certainly was not a way to take advantage of that i that was probably the most frustrating part of the game for me actually oh i 100 percent agree uh, this is one of the reasons why i would have loved to have had the the nunchuck available because again if they they i think they could still do the game with the nunchuck but still make it a game where you're not all constantly in first person mode but these uh, you know these fixed like you know scripted scenarios where samus is like hunting down something and has to look it up you know the pixel you know hunt the pixel scenario uh that that's the opportunities where maybe you do allow samus to move around in first person right and you have those small moments where maybe she has to find something but can move around a little bit to make it easier to find those pixels but at the same time maybe create like you know scenarios where she has to like run up to the thing too and like maybe something's chasing her she just look around a little bit so you do give people the freedom to play in first person a little bit a little bit but you don't give it to them the entire game because that's not the point of it though you know the point of the game is not to be in first person it's not a metroid prime game not the entire point but it's not a prime game and but still make it so the first person doesn't feel so limiting make it so it's not actually so limiting and maybe add a little intensity, right? Like you have these quick moments where she has to run to something like find it and run over to it quickly. And, and those are those moments where you take advantage of the nunchuck and moving around. It still might not be the best solution, but I think it would be better than just, you know, like you described where you're, you're in motion and you're moving over and you either can't find it or you find it, but it's not picking it up. Like, and you remember in, in Metroid prime games, scanning feels like it's, even though it's changing your perspective, it still feels like the world's like 
opening up a little bit, right? Like you still have the same amount of like versatility and, and capacity as your combat visor for the most part. And, you know, the, the scanner itself like moves over things of interest and makes it kind of obvious of things that you might need to scan, right? And then in this game, like Samus's technology is not helping her really whatsoever. <laughs> so um, yeah, I definitely think like th these those op those moments that you're describing would have been great to give Samus some first person movement if you want to do that just in a limited capacity, just so people don't feel as frustrated. Yeah, that that certainly would have been an improvement. I don't know that I would have loved that either, but it would have been something. It would have been, an, would have been better. It would have been something. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have been better than Samus just sitting there growing roots because she's planted in first person. Um, but I'm, I'm going to complain about one more thing and then I'm going to try and be a little bit more positive here. But on that same token, there are also times where you are in third person view and you're, you're walking around. And I think the first instance of this is like, Samus goes into a bathroom or something like that in the main sector. And she, I don't think she finds anything in particular in this bathroom. But she walks in and the camera switches to over Samus's shoulder. And she's got her arm cannon cocked up. And like oh. you're walking around and it's really slow. And, and you do this again actually this, later. Yeah, when, this happens a couple times actually. That's probably one of the worst. Yeah. When you're like looking for MB I think. And you're... Yes, and, when, you're, when you're looking for MB and yeah. the entire team is together. And like uh, it's... So it, slow. It takes forever it takes an eternity to to get from point a to point b and it's like it's like again like what like what is the point of this like why are we why are we doing this and why can't we just move normally like there's not a single advantage gameplay story-wise nothing to doing this it's just like another gimmick that the game uses when it doesn't need any more gimmicks. I, um, I, yeah, dude, I, 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 the worst part about that too, is that when that happens, I'm like, okay, okay, game, D give me this, the rest of the game. Don't take me away from this. Like I would love other M would have been a much better game. If, if it was just traditional third person shooter over the shoulder, like a, a, a mass effect or gears of war it would have been way better. Like whenever those sections happen, I'm like, Oh, Oh my God. It's, it's so close. We're right there. Like we could have a great game. We're so close. Please don't change this, and then they do, and it's always and they always only implement it for those slow walking through a corridor. So many corridors in this game, but wow, it's like worse in 3D. And yeah, you do those slow segments where you're just walking through. Other M Samus loves walking through corridors with her gun down. When have you ever seen art for Samus in another Metroid game where her gun is down? I'm even looking at our most recent. I don't know. I'm sure many of you have seen this tweet where I uh, posted about like Samus's visors, and just looking at that art. Samus's gun up and raised. Samus's gun up and raised. Arm on it, ready to go. Arm raised. Arm on cannon. Right, like in this game, her cannon is constantly down. I don't understand why. But yeah, that third part, that third person uh, perspective. They only use it for those slow moments. There's no reason for it. I'm assuming they think it's meant to build tension, right? Like you can't. It's an even more limited perspective. You can't see what's coming around the corner. What's gonna happen? But like. You're, you're Samus. Like you, Samus shouldn't be like afraid to like move around a corner. It shouldn't. That shouldn't be a tense moment for Samus. That should be like Samus is like running through and like boom, boom, boom. You know, and and, and like if this was a real two D Metroid game, as the player, you'd be able to do that. But again, other M kind of takes that agency away from you. I would have loved if this game was just in that third person perspective, though. I I think like to to build on what you just said though, there there are times like in Metroid where it's like it's a tense moment, like like Infusion, right? Like. 
Imagine if you had to walk around like that, and let's just pretend that this is, uh, Metroid Fusion is 3D, just built like other M, and, like, you have to walk around like that, and the SAX is somewhere in that room, and, like, you can only go slow, like, that would be pretty tense, but, like, this happens while you're in, in the bathroom, and, like, <laughs> I don't think there's a reason for it, and, like, it just, um, my god, the, the walk in the, I think it was the bridge after you meet with Adam, like, it just took, like, my yeah. God! Like I had, I had a full beard by the time the thing was done. It took forever. I just, I, I hate when it's when like the game takes away your ability to do things to force those kind of feelings, right? Like you're, you, yeah. You know, you mentioned Fusion. Like, okay, running away from the SX, it might have been tense, but I think it's more tense in Fusion, where you have full freedom to do anything you want, but you can't do anything because it's going to destroy you, right? Where rather than the game like forcing you to feel tense because it's limiting you in terms of your movement. Um, but right. yeah, it's not really implemented well in this game. Every time that happened, I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, it just completely throws the pacing of the game off when the pacing is already really bad. And it just, it does, the game doesn't sell Samus as like the strong, badass warrior we know her as. So it, it's a, it's a shame that this is another one of those moments where like, this wouldn't really happen if I had actual control of, of Samus, if I was actually playing. You know, instead the game just kind of forces you to have that perspective. Again, it forces you to not move in first person. It forces you to slowly walk in third person over the shoulder. Um, but there's a good opportunity there to to allow people to just play in that perspective. Maybe make those corridor sections like um, like really dark, you know, or or something like that, where you have a little more. You could move around freely, but you don't want to because you don't know what's around the next corner instead of forcing me to walk slowly make me want to walk slowly you know and then it would have been more tense rather than just forcing on me yeah yeah i yeah you're right like totally um so i i think because i want to move on from like how the game moves here i, I think in closing what i might have done if we if we had to do the sideways wemo gimmick if we had to do that i think what i would have done is gotten rid of first person perspective and just like have you auto auto aim on like the switches and stuff like that? Just completely scrap the pixel hunting, completely scrap the third person view, uh, and just keep it at like keep the movement as is and that quasi two D three D. Like if we have to do that, I think that man, if if you just would have gotten rid of the pointing at the screen to to do the the missiles and stuff like that, and I don't know, maybe like. Because I think in the game you have to um, you have to press A to charge up your super missile. Maybe they could have done something similar where like you you charge up your regular charge beam and after X amount of time holding it you fire a missile. I don't know something, but like I, I think that it really would have benefited from just scrapping the the first person portions of this game because like that that was what really bogged it down to me. Yeah, I'm with you there. Okay, well, let's uh, let's talk about some some good things actually, because I do want to give some credit where credit is due. I always bring this up when we're talking about inspired by Metroid. I'm gonna bring it up here. I like the map of this game. I think that it's easy to navigate, easy to understand. I like that the pickups are like very uh, clearly marked. Uh, you know, it seems like a really simple thing, but I think that it's important for like a good Metroidvania to have a good map and I just like to call that out when I see it. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to at least give it that. Well, it has to get something right. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. I can't really find any fault with the, the maps. Um, it's very, it, the maps kind of very obviously show how derivative this game is of Metroid fusion, but yeah. Uh, 
they're they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty informative. You know, it's funny that you bring up the missile and energy tank stuff because I think when I tried hard mode, you can't even pick those up or something like that. They weren't showing up on the map. And I just like they don't, they don't show up on the map. That's what, I think that's though. what it was. Yeah, and I just like ah oh, another reason to not play this. I just gave up on hard mode. It wasn't even worth it. Um, so did I. But yeah, uh, you know, I guess the the maps were were fine. Yeah, they they were informative enough and and worked well. So they're they were not as I guess clunky as the the prime maps. You know, even though I think those are yeah for the most part okay too. But yeah, these are okay. Um, let's talk about, I feel like this is more of like, perhaps a mixed bag here, but I'm going to, I'm going to start off with what I love. And that is the melee combat in this game. And like, I, I think that this game does an excellent job of like integrating the beams and the charge beams and stuff like that into combat. Um, I, you know, like I said, I don't mind the auto aim. I love that you can like charge up and like hold it and you can just, constantly fire um you can jump on enemies and like blast them in the skull it feels like very nitty-gritty up and personal to me i like the finishing moves in this game um so i i do like that a lot i the 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 dodging is hit or miss for me i think in certain times it feels really cool to do um and, and i like that you get rewarded with a full charge for dodging however there I, I think it's obvious that they're there needed to be some kind of limit or like recharge time on how often you could use it because you can, I mean, let's, let's call it like it is. You can cheese it pretty much the entire game and not get hit ever. Um, so that, that was a mistake I feel like, but the actual art of dodging in the, in the melee combat, I, I do like a lot and I, art. well, <laughs> art, art, I'm sorry. You say the art of dodging. Uh, I'll give you an opportunity. Oh, okay. to, I'll like, give you an opportunity on, on, to reconsider that. Hold on. The the artistry of Samus like doing these cool funky okay. moves and dodging. How, how about that? Yeah. How about that? The, I mean, I'm not against that, that. Is cool. I'm not. Yes, I'm not against Samus being able to dodge like that. I 100 agree. You know that that's really cool. That's fine. But yes, the, it needed some kind of cooldown and needed like a charge. It needed like a, a bar that you would spend on. You know, you spend meter to do it maybe because yeah, and you covered a bunch of things there, but. The biggest problems with this game is not only can you just auto the game auto aims for you, but you can just spam sense move. So there's no there's no consequence to using it. Ninety nine percent of the ninety nine point nine percent of the time you're gonna dodge it. Like most of the time, the, usually you make sense to, sense move into something else when like you're facing like maybe like twenty key hunters at a time. But like for the most part, you just spam it the whole game. There's no consequence. It makes the game really easy. And coupling that with the fact that you don't have to move around to to get energy, you can just do concentration. So you don't have to move to replenish your resources. Like that all adds together for the game being mad easy and mashing because you can just mash the sense move. You just oh I mashed a bunch. Okay, I'll concentrate real quick. No commitment to that. Oh, I'll just mash again. Oh, I I mashed sense move and now my my charge is full for <laughs> something like that was non-committal. You know, like the game makes it like that made the game really easy. The that's kind of another reason why I found this game boring because there's no strategy, there's no challenge. You're just mashing. You're just sense. You know, it's cool, and you know it looks cool, but it gets old like so quickly, and it's not satisfying to do. There's no <laughs> challenge. But like, if there was a cooldown, if there was a meter, or like you had to get a couple kills and then you get the sense move or something like that, then it would have been really awesome because then you have to decide like 
when to use it or you have to play around the cooldown or you have to, you know, be better at the game to get more ability to use the sense move. But the fact that they just gave you access to it at all times, I don't know what they were thinking on that. That's that's such a, a horrible idea. The concentration's super dumb. You know, at least in Metroid Prime, you kind of have to be in, like, the general area of, like, floating pickups so you can use your charge beam to suck them up. But at this game, you literally just stand there. Um, that was horrible. But, yeah, then you mentioned the finishing moves. And this is something that anybody who knows me as a Metroid fan knows. This like, the one only thing that I love about Other M is that it introduced Samus to being an actual badass, like, in a melee context and, like destroying enemies like running up to them and blasting them in the jaw and like blasting them in the skull and 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 down their throat and and ddting them and like choke slamming them and jumping on their that, backs like that's was, art baby that's, that's that was art. awesome that stuff i love that stuff i and i i love that they introduced that i really hope we see more of it it definitely informed the melee attack a little bit from samus returns Though I think that could even implement be implemented a little better, but I love the spectacle of it. It made the game, it made Samus look so awesome. It's the one thing that this game does to put Samus over and make her look cool are those finishing moves, uh, and it, which is really funny to me because it conflicts with everything else in the game where it doesn't put Samus over at all. It makes her look totally weak and and a loser. But this game, the the finishing moves make her look so cool and they're satisfying. I love them. I could I could DDT space pirates all day. Um, the only thing I would say about that is, again, those are spammable. They do get repetitive after a while. As much as I could DDT Space Pirates all day, I would have liked a little more strategy. Maybe there could have been a, a cooldown on that, or maybe a, 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 a small quick time event, maybe. Maybe maybe every once in a while it tries to counter you, and you got to like do a quick combo to like keep it you know in place or like finish the move. Uh, some kind of, like um, I don't know emergent gameplay out of that right because a lot of the time it's essentially the same loop you do a bunch of damage it's it's stunned you run up to it and kill it which is cool and looks really fun and cinematic and it is satisfying but i would have loved to them to expand on that maybe some enemies try to counter you maybe some enemies uh require certain finishers or um i don't know something to expand on that a little bit you know same way in like samus returns the melee counter is cool but essentially you just you know kind of spam it and that window which is pretty wide it's a pretty big window it's not hard to do and you get the hit um i really would love metroid in general and other m could have done this but maybe in future games for them to expand on that combo system a little bit you don't have to go devil may cry on him but uh yeah. you know add a little more depth even, even something it. like doom did i think would be okay yeah yeah something doom like that was, doom is pretty good with how they did that yeah yeah, but at the same time, uh, I loved I love that they implemented that. That's how I feel at all those things you just mentioned, though. <laughs> yeah, I I knew that you were gonna take a fat dump on the uh, the the dodging, so that was dude. That the was sense good. move is just oh <laughs> my god, it's so bad, man, dude. I couldn't. I'm just so, mashing it. I'm just dodging everything. No skill involved. So I, I have a I have a proposal here. I have a proposal for how this could have worked a little bit better. I think. Um, and, and this actually this ties into one of the things that I also didn't really care for and that you can just like point your remote up and like you can recharge your health and like all of your missiles. I don't I don't love that. Uh, I think that it was like pretty lame, actually. So what they what my proposal would have been here is obviously scrap that and like enemies just drop missiles. They drop health like they usually would in a Metroid game. But Let's just say, so throughout this game, you find uh, four energy parts. So they basically took a page out of Zelda's book, and they gave you four heart pieces to find. 
Um, let's just, what if we just scrap that, and instead, those are now, like, we, we could call it something to, like, Aeon in Samus Returns, and, like, that powers up your ability to use your dodge, and, like, you, you know, you can use it once, uh, and without a cooldown, and then when you find one of the, the four parts, you can use it twice without a cooldown, mm-hmm. like, etc., and maybe let's cap it off at, like, six, or something like that, but, like, even something so simple as that could have worked, and, like, enemies could have dropped... I don't know, like call it energy or something like that to refill yeah. that. Um, I I think that that would have been better than what we got and eliminated, as you point out, a couple of the problems with how the, you know, you can just sit there and and like hold your Wiimote up and my by God you're 100 percent health again. Yeah, it, it you know it doesn't it doesn't give the game any difficulty. And on the flip side, it's like in you know hard mode, the game just doesn't even like difficult. It just it, it, it it's difficult because it's like just crazy tedious and and ridiculous but on the other hand when on regular mode it's just too easy they give you so many outs you know they give you so many means to to be crazy good in the beginning and throughout the rest of the game definitely agree with that that would have been great like give you some pickups to you know increase your ability to sense move uh, or increase your ability to, to concentrate or whatever it is yeah i, would, I definitely i that would have been really great and i wanted to then move on to Another thing that's kind of on the, in the same plane of, of, of things, which was Adam's uh, authorization of pickups or not, right? So I hated that. <laughs> obviously, this is another big issue that everyone has with other M is the fact that you can't, you don't have access, you don't like find pickups, you don't find upgrades. Adam authorizes them to you, but it's established that Samus can use them. Because later in the game, she just ignores his orders and uses, you know, whatever it is, right? The gravity suit or, or, or the, uh, the, the space, screw, jump. space jump or the screw attack, whatever it is, right? Yeah. You know, she just like, oh, you know, any objections, Adam? And just like does it, right? So clearly she can, uh, you know, disobey that authorization. What I think would have been better in this game is if Adam could literally manually make it so she couldn't use her upgrades right so like he was in control of her suit yes that would have been so much better because number one they set it up they established that adam is the or sam is the suit is the only one that has any working communication so they could have easily explained it as oh it's the only suit that he would have access to control or something then it would make it so that way samus isn't like being subservient. She literally can't use those parts of her suit because Adam has locked her out. Then that could have been a character thing because Samus is like, well, that sucks, you know, blah, blah, blah. She, you know, is annoyed with that and, and deals with Adam. And then later, the when the deleter gets involved, you could have, uh, instead of having that dumb fight where, like, the deleter is, like, you know, fighting her on a robot or a dumb truck or whatever, you could have this cool scenario where, like, Samus is in, like, a really precarious <laughs> position against maybe another boss, and then the deleter starts messing with her ship or her suit, like, starts, like, locking her out of certain things and makes it, like, super dangerous and all of that, and then ends up fighting the deleter, like, super limited because she's, like been locked out of her suit by them like so many cool things that could have done and they could also made it where like maybe there's a like adam has locked her or like limited her ability to sense move or whatever and like uh she has like the more she does stuff like um you know maybe uh, some kind of authorization bar like maybe it's not called that but like fills up and then she's able to do it you know like some kind of limiter placed by adam you know, so that way she doesn't, she can't just sense move all the time. But that would also have been a good way to explain why she doesn't do, you know, use certain parts of her upgrades and could have also added to the story that the leader could have, you know, that I think would have been way better instead of Ad, like Adam just saying, you can't do it and giving her orders and Sam is saying, well, yes, yeah, sir. 
Instead, like Adam get, getting manual control yeah. of her suit and that playing into the game and then Samus overcoming that would have been way better. Yeah, every every scenario you just laid out would have been better. I, I didn't I didn't even bring it up, actually, because I feel like we beat it up last week and it just like that's that's like such an asinine. Uh, I, I don't I don't even want to talk about it. I Oh, God, I hate that. Um, ugh, it's so so awful. yeah but at least it would have been better you know that that way there was an opportunity everything you proposed would have been yeah because at least there's an opportunity way for better. samus to not be like the like we could have the exact same samus where like she's like what the hell like this you right know, this is this is dumb like screw this and she you know anything would have been better than authorization i i yeah. hate it that's uh that's, that's how i just, thought it. it's, it's like there's so uh, many ways you could have like tweaked this game to make it not that bad like the, the, you know, like yeah. same thing with the story. I mean, honestly, I think the story you could tweak it, but you're better off just like throwing it all out and like doing a new story. But the gameplay, I think, is salvageable. I still think it's really bad, but it's salvageable. It's uh, you know, 100% salvageable. The story, maybe not so much, but the gameplay. While I still think the gameplay is really bad, I think what they were doing is more so just like was flawed by direction and execution. Well, I mean that that's a that's a, a tale as old as time, right? The fact that this game's all about like fundamentally, it's not a bad idea, just how execution too, but really the direction and how like they were it, the the goals and what they wanted to accomplish with this game are all over the place all the time. You know, I feel like we never really understood what they were really trying to go for here. I don't think they did either. It's always at odds with itself, you know. And in the end, we get a game that's constantly conflicting with itself and other Metroid games too. Well, like. And story-wise, I'm not even going to touch the story authorization, but I mean, yeah, there's just like, it's gimmick on a gimmick on a gimmick without, mm -hmm. I think that if you, if you decide that you want to base your game around one gimmick and then do everything possible to augment that, you can make that game work really well. Like Skyward Sword comes to mind for me with that. And I know that some people disagree, but I think that that game did its gimmick of motion control really well. This one is a gimmick of like, we're back with 2D, but it's not quite 2D, but there's also first person, but there's also uh, third person. And it's just like, it, it didn't, it, it struggled to find an identity in between them. I think they I were think. afraid to like, they were afraid to make change and make a new kind of Metroid game and like, you know, offend or like not interest older Metroid fans. Like they didn't want to, um, you know make it so that way Metroid Prime fans didn't feel at home, right? They didn't want to ostracize older 2D Metroid fans, but they also didn't want, like, they also wanted something new. You know, like, they wanted to hit all... They wanted to make everyone happy with this game and end up making no one happy. Very few people yeah, happy. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a perfect way to, to put it. Yeah. Um, you know, a jack-of-all-trades, but a master of none, except they weren't even a good jack-of-all-trades. just <laughs> didn't really work. Yeah. But, um... We're running a little bit long here, but I, I do have some other stuff that I want to uh, to bring up as well. Because there's, you know, there's a lot to talk about here. So let's just keep on trucking. I do want to give some credit where credit is due. I think that the enemies themselves, for the most part, all looked really cool, actually. Particularly, like, like all the key hunters looked really cool. All, all of, like, the classic 2D Metroid enemies, I thought, were, uh, were pretty well designed in this game. So I'm going to give it uh, some shout-out for that. Uh... Yeah, I would I would say I would mostly agree with that. I think many of them are are hmm. I think there's they come in two pools for me. There are enemies that are 
pretty classic Metroid enemies that stay true to, you know, their identity from previous games in the franchise. And they transition well to this game, and they're pretty fun to fight against. And then you have, like, the really weird enemies that seem kind of out of place, like those... I don't even know what to describe them, like those, like, tree monsters? Like, they're, I don't... Like, the four-legged trees that... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, like, you go into the winter area, and there's, like, four-legged, like, ice trees. And I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this? Like, what am I fighting? Like, where where would this exist? And, and it's, like, a really bad, like, monster hunter enemy, essentially. Uh, so th- those things are perplexing, but then like the lava enemies are cool. The Zabesians are, are, are cool, you know, and, and make for some cool enemy up op- or like, you know, enemy like gameplay opportunities. You have a bunch of classic Metroid enemies mixed in with some really weird new ones that don't really work for me. But I would say that for the most part, the older classic Metroid enemies are more prevalent if I remember correctly. So that's okay. Uh, yeah. There's, there's like... There's gamers everywhere. Yeah, it's like, yeah, if you've played, like, a 2D Metroid, you, you'd feel right at home in terms of the enemies. But the the new ones, I think, just kind of didn't work for me. They're really kind of weird and and look out of place, but they're kind of few and far between. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. Not not everyone is a home run for sure, but I think for the most part that uh, they were pretty good. The trees um, really just deck, the, I have the a, trees. <laughs> It's like a weird ant-looking thing. Yeah. He's, he's he's odd. I have a weird critique. Tell me if you notice this. Okay. So I uh, I turned subtitles on for my playthrough because I didn't want to miss anything or whatever. But, like, whenever you get a pickup, like you find a missile or anything like that, the game will tell you you've picked up a missile expansion. And the font is, like, the most generic aerial like looking font you've ever seen in your life and i don't know why but like every time that it said i had a missile i was just like god could they have not picked like just a little bit more of an interesting font like like the metroid prime font is cool that's a cool font um the metroid the super metroid metroid fusion font is like pixely and looks cool and this was just like plain ass jane Arial font and i don't know it, it really stuck out to me I think I'm probably the only person out there that this was an issue for, but, like, because I went and I, I got 100% items, so, like, I saw this a lot, and I was just like, ugh, every time that I saw it. Yeah, it's a really ugly notification. It's, like, it comes up on the right, it's, like, it's, like, not even lower third, but almost, but it's, like, big, and it's, like, in green and yellow font, too, like, color. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's horrible. It does, it does not look good. Um, and even, like, yeah, the the... The subtitles also don't look good either because it's, 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 I, I like, I personally like subtitles that are, are yellow, um, but like white is fine, but like the font is not great. Um, but it's better than those notifications, which are just so plain and also a different font than the, the, the heads up display, like the UI, right? Like with the missile count and right. your, and your energy font like that, that looks more like sci-fi or Metroid-y at least, um, but I want to say, if I'm remembering correctly, like the main menu also had fonts like that that were just kind of very plain and and not really Metroid-y, you know, and not really even sci-fi. I'm I'm trying to remember exactly. Actually, no, I think I think it was pretty Metroid-y. I take that back. I'm try, I'm thinking of the um the Wiimote nunchuck warning screen. Um, yeah, the main menu is fine, but yeah, those notifications for expansion picks up pickups that font is is pretty lame it's not it's not cool at all it looks very last minute it has that ugly yellow and green 
and uh, does does nothing for me. And yeah, conflicts with the other font that's on screen with it. So very weird decision. I'm glad that I wasn't the only person that noticed that because I was. Ugh, it was just it was so fugly every time it popped up and like just like you you couldn't have tried less to do this. You know what I mean? Like the the, the least possible effort ever went into that font which probably reflective of something well you know um, it's like even today like with the switch you know like think about like super mario odyssey's menu right or like breath of the wilds like in game it's like just black and white like the plainest font you know um you know what though like i'm okay with that because it doesn't look like i just opened up ms paint and made it yeah even that looks better yeah you're right you're right yeah it's like the weird font and just like it's yeah, it doesn't look good, which is weird because the game for the most part looks yeah. it's pretty sleek presentation wise, you know? Like the content is is bad, but the how it looks is good and like the presentation and how it like is displayed right. looks really solid and that is yes, I it's it wasn't game breaking for me. It's certainly not something that like of all the things that I really hate about this game or dislike about this game, that's up there. It's certainly not it's certainly not up there on that list, but yeah, it did stick out to me. Because it, it is so out of place, uh, you know, compared to the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Um, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna put over some things huge here, and there's no asterisk beside it. I just think that this was awesome. The speed booster and the shine spark, I think, are so good in this game. I love the way that the speed boost feels. I think that they did a really smart job utilizing the shine spark and like. Because I, I don't think that you could use it exactly the same as you could in a 2D Metroid game using this, you know, quasi-3D space. But using it to just, like, cross a big gap or, like, go upwards, I thought was done really, really well. So I really loved that. And I actually, I could totally see them doing that even in a Prime game. Like, you start moving, then you switch to third yeah. person. You can use it in a similar fashion. This worked really well. And I'm going to say the same thing about the space jump and the screw attack. This was also done extremely well. I think it was very smart of them to like... Because in 2D games, again, you can use the space jump to go up vertical. But in this game, you use it to maintain your current height, which I think is very smart and a good way to utilize it. And I could totally see this being used again in a Prime game where like jump once, jump twice. And then it's almost like you're in morph ball mode, except you're hopping around and you can continually jump. I, I thought that this was like... It it felt great. It looked great. It was satisfying. Crunching into enemies. Uh, both of these I thought were like standouts in this game. Really well done. Yeah, I was gonna say they could literally copy and paste how it's done in other M and just use that Metroid Prime Four, and and just do literally how it works and just do it there. I agree. It was probably one of the few parts about this game that made the the just moving around gameplay a little more fun because this game. Just uh, at least in a two D regular two D Metroid or a three D you know Prime Metroid, um, moving around or backtracking or like platforming feels good and is fun. In this game, it it, it is certainly is not. Um, I dreaded having to backtrack. There's no fun platforming at all ever. Um, it's just walking through corridors or walking through big like poorly textured fields or whatever it is, right? Or walking through lava or snow, um, or a bathroom. Which, by the way, as you mentioned that, is that the first time we've ever, like, actually seen a bathroom in a Metroid game? Is that, like, the only known, like, bathroom that's been recorded in a Metroid game? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, that might be it. But, anyway. Well, there definitely ain't no bathrooms on Zebus or, 
or Talon or Well, they got to go somewhere. Like they got to go somewhere. I'm assuming those facilities do exist, but we never see them. I think it's the first time where I we I think they go in the woods, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they do. Uh, there's got to be there's got to be some on the BSL actually. I, be some I feel somewhere. like space pirates are kind of clean. We don't see them pooping all over the place. But either way, um I we got I got way off tan, way off way off subject there. Big tangent. But my point is is that this is one of the few highlights. I like these moments where you did get to utilize the shine spark and, and the screw tech and all that. Even though it was limited, it feels like it would feel right at home in like a prime game, like you said, wouldn't really need much change at all. And I like that, yeah, like you just jump a little bit and then it would just continue to maintain your height, something like that. A quick transition is fine, just exactly as you move into the morph ball, like you said. And I feel like, you know, there are tons of first person games that do a transition to like over the shoulder or third person for certain situations when it's necessary very well i don't see why like a metroid prime game can't do that it already does it with the morph ball so yeah this is good one of the few things that other m uh does does right you know I, when when samus is not shooting at stuff or like you know cheesing enemies with sense move it it some things make a little more sense and this is certainly part of that yeah no doubt um Okay, well, I, I want to talk about a few of the boss fights. I don't want to talk about all of them, because I think that the bosses are fairly subpar in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to talk about some of the ones that stick out. Uh, and let's start with Ridley. Okay. I think that this is... I'm not going to say the worst. I think it's a second worst Ridley fight in the series. Um, because you can cheese it. Because it, it really feels like... You know in Metroid Prime 3 when you fight, like, the first phase of Omega Ridley. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably that's not even fair, because that that fight is longer and, and more intricate than this one. But, like, it's over so quickly. It's done so fast. It, it feels like stage one of, like, a three-stage fight, but it's over. And then, of course, you never get the payoff, like we talked about last week, to fight him again. This, I, I feel like this is the one of the worst Ridley, certainly the worst modern Ridley fight in the series. Would you agree with that? Well, I don't remember exactly. I have to go back and listen to our Ridley ranking series or episode, and I feel like we're due for another ranking. I, th- I think we, bo- I think we both uh, ranked NES Ridley last. Yeah, but I, I'm trying to think of where we ranked this one. Um, either way, I, I think second last. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was. I, 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 if I remember correctly, my thoughts on this boss fight were for this game, it was relatively good compared to the other bosses in this game. But yeah, so as a Ridley fight, compared to all the other Ridley fights in the franchise, it's certainly down there because, yes, you can just cheese and, and dodge all the stuff that makes Ridley hard. The game gives you tools to easily dodge it. You know, you do have your, your classic, like, you know, he does the the, the shockwave and you jump over that, but I, I don't think you, you need the shockwave for the, or, like, the sense move for it. You can just jump over it, so, like, that's fine. Um, there are moments where he's stabbing with his tail or he's shooting his fire and you can use the sense move or not with it. I think that's why like this, like this fight gives you at least a little move, like little room to like not always need the sense move, but like at the same time, like every time he does his tail stab, you can easily do it. Like, um, you know, he swipes at you, you sense move away from that. You spam the sense move through his fire. So yeah, the fact that you can cheese through this like and you can't in other Ridley fights in other games certainly brings it down a notch. But I think for other for compared to other, you know, other M boss fights, I thought it was at least somewhat entertaining because it felt kind of intense and, and close quarters and and it's Ridley, so it's you know, the music's good and it was a cool stage and his attacks are at least somewhat kinda interesting. Uh there wasn't too much first person. I think there's only like one little bit we have to do first person stuff, so I don't think it's really like in the context of this game, 
it's probably one of its better the game's better boss fights but yeah it's certainly one of the worst in terms of all ridley fights it's just you know it's just you can cheese it and that takes away the intensity of a ridley fight which is like he's coming at you a lot of the time with all with all he's got and when you can just cheese him it you're like all right well eventually i'm gonna win this <laughs> you know yeah um Maybe I'm maybe I'm lumping the story elements into the fight as well, but I just I just don't really like this fight. But what I do love, I was surprised by how much I loved this fight. Actually, was the nightmare fight, and I forgot that you that you fought him in this game. Um, I this might make your head explode, but like I feel like this fight was way better than the one in Fusion, like the with the gravity effects and like the you were kind of scaling up and and down, and like you could uh, you you fought him twice. Um, I I thought that the like the actual nightmare himself looked re- like really cool, and that it was like a. This was one of the times where actually you use first person a lot, but it didn't feel like completely, completely awful to use because you were mostly standing still and just jumping over, you know, the the waves that he sent out. Um, I could see that there probably is people or probably are people that don't like this because like the gravity effects, but I was really digging this fight actually. Uh. I don't know. This one is weird for me because I personally like the fusion boss fight. Um, I think the gravity effects in that are fine. I like the wall cling and that always felt like a a hard boss fight. And he also really looks menacing. I think the fusion nightmare looks kind of silly and not as he doesn't look menacing whatsoever. And it just kind of looks dumb, (laughs) like a lot of stuff in other M the fight itself, I think is okay. Uh, You know, it's, like a, a lot of the other M fights, it's you know your spamming sense move. It has it, then he has a move that forces you to jump, like Ridley does. So that's the laser that he spins around with in the first uh, the first phase, the first time you fight him, and like the orbs you jump around, where you're just sense moving around them. Uh, I I did like that there are other different layers you go to, and he's moving around a little bit. There are a couple different stages. The orbs are okay. Uh, I would say that I probably. Uh, I guess both phases are kind of, or both, you know, fights are pretty much the same. Yeah. But I guess my biggest thing with the fusion fight is that he just seemed a lot more menacing. It seemed a lot harder. But I will say that I I did like the, I thought the gravity effects were fine here because that's that's Nightmare's thing, you know? You can't really have a Nightmare fight without the gravity effects, I think. Um, And so, yeah, I don't know. I guess it really just has like the other M boss syndrome where it's pretty much similar to to other bosses in the game. I think he's okay. But yeah, I think my biggest issue with Nightmare in this game is he just looks kind of silly and is once again like, you know, okay, we have to explain why Nightmare is in fusion. Well, they made him on this this ship, which is the exact same backstory he has in Fusion is they made him and he's on the ship. Like, at least with Ridley, like, he does stuff on this ship. He was cloned and he's a Pokemon now. And then his, you know, body was, you know, sucked up by the, you know, Queen Metroid. And then they shipped his corpse over to the other ship, right? That's like a whole other backstory. Then he's on the ship in Fusion on the BSL. And then his body gets copied and they make, you know, the ex-Parasite Ridley X copied all that. That's a completely different backstory from Other M. In this game, Other M, he's on the ship because they made him, and Samus fights him, and the Federation built him for some reason, and he gets destroyed. And then on Fusion, uh, they built him for some reason, he's on the ship, and he gets destroyed. (laughs) It's the exact same story. So I would have liked if there was some kind of reason. Like, you know what would have been great? 
it would have been great if 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 Nightmare had Ridley's backstory. If like Nightmare was this like the the rampaging monster and all of that, and like I don't know, like I don't know how that would have made sense or worked, but Nightmare would have been a great character and boss to do all that nonsense with, and would have made for maybe a more unique gameplay scenario too. But instead, they had to do the Pokemon stuff with Ridley. Um, I think he kind of looks silly. The boss fight, yeah, it's it's eh, it's just like all the other other M kind of boss fights, I think. That's fair enough. I mean, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. I think he could have been that would have been in great that, in that position and, and evolved over the game. That could have been yeah, really like cool. maybe the, he escapes at the end. Yeah, like maybe they create like this small like weird like experiment and it, yeah, it evolves over time and and becomes this weird thing. And then you just give all that stuff to to you know Ridley's backstory to Nightmare, and then you don't have to do all that dumb Ridley stuff. You just have like a Ridley clone show up, which would still make sense, right? Like it would still make sense that they were trying to clone Ridley. Like that, I'm still okay with. But all the all that other stuff that would have been really cool for Nightmare because then the reason then like Nightmare's backstory isn't copied twice over. Maybe it explains why he looks all weird <laughs> and all that. I don't know. Um, that would have been cool, but yeah, the boss fight itself doesn't do much for me. That's fair enough. Um, I'm gonna talk about a boss fight that doesn't do much for me. That's the Queen Metroid fight. Uh, yeah, kind of. This is a disappointing fight. I feel like, and and it's it's not awful actually. It's like. It's at least got some, like, cinematics behind it to make it look kind of cool. But, like, you're basically just standing there and, and you're in first person again, which I hate. And uh, you're just shooting at it. It's a super easy fight, actually. Which is strange because, like, in Samus Returns, Return of Samus, AM2R, like, that's a that's a tough fight. And, like, the last thing about that is they, they do not tell you that your power bombs are activated. And not only do they not tell you that, but they don't tell you how to use them because it's, this is different. You have to charge it up. So, like, if you don't know, you could very easily die immediately to the Queen Metroid at the very end, which I did the first time because I couldn't remember how to charge up a power bomb. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is this is a disappointing fight. Um, as, as cool as it was to see a Queen Metroid, this was uh, not not her best showing. I mean, honestly, I don't think this game has a good boss fight. <laughs> I'll be really honest with you. Like, oh, I'll I'll push back against. I don't that. think any of like, the boss fights are good. I think they're all the pretty much the same. Very like one or two different kind of boss fights. Like you have a boss fight that you have something shooting orbs at you. Like it's like or one where you're running around and on like a platform and and dodging stuff. And usually they all have that same kind of concept there. Like the the Gonyaga fight is the same thing. Uh, the nightmare fight, the Fantoon fight, or I actually, I'll say the Fantoon fight might be the only boss fight I enjoy in this, in this one, because at the very least in that, yeah, I, I wasn't going to okay, let you okay. disparage the good name of Fantoon. No, I was going to give that exception. The Fantoon fight is the only one I think is good because it has the orbs fighting at you, but it has different sized orbs. It has the gravity or like some kind of like black hole and like his eyes showing up, which is really cool. I don't think there are any gravity effects in the fight though. I might be mistaken there, but, um, it looks, I, no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. But, uh, it looks really awesome. Uh, he's like hiding his eye at some point. Some points not with the black hole. There's different kinds of uh, orbs he's shooting at you. Sometimes he's he's opening up the floor with that laser into the big like red like flaming circle on the floor. You have to dodge that. Um, mm. like there's a bunch of different stuff happening in that fight. So it, it's it's a little more dynamic. And Phantom's really cool looking. Um, 
it does require you to oh, use yeah. the first person, but then like he has like the really quick like tentacle swipe too, following the first person opportunities. So like, it makes it a little harder. Like I think the Phantom fight is probably the best fight in the game, and it's probably the easily. Yeah, this is the one easily, that I yeah. this is the one that I like the most. Uh, I'm with you on the Queen Metroid one. That one is literally like just fighting off Metroids, like it's really annoying. Um, I thought the King Key Hunter. Oh yeah, I I forgot that you fought Metroids in that. Fight. Yeah, that, that's right. You do fight Metroids at some point. I th- that's right. Yeah, I think the King Key Hunter boss fight early in the game is probably good, just because it's like a, a just essentially a big enemy wave boss fight. But that's better than fighting bosses, I think. So, <laughs> uh, I think fight or fighting regular bosses. So I thought that boss fight was cool. Um, because it's not the usual ones, and then like I mentioned, you have the the Pharaoh Crusher, the the deleter boss fight, which I think is just looks really dumb. That's a that's a dumb. Fight. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad fight. Like the laser on the ground, like he kind of like charges you sometimes, and that's like really easy to dodge because of your sense move again. Like it's like it's like a really bad. Um, you remember the the armored beetle fight in Metroid Prime? Where you get the the morph ball or yeah. whatever the morph ball bomb and like chose the ruins. It's like a, it's essentially that fight again, but you have the sense move. So it's it's even at least in, in Metroid Prime you have the strafe. But like that's an early boss fight. You know, it's like one of the first ones in the game. It's it's like a sub boss. It's not meant to be a big thing. And this is this is like a big moment. You know, like this is a big, uh, early. You know, this is like your your early first half of your second act twist here or whatever you know like this is a big moment and it's kind of a, a pretty letdown of a boss fight but yeah i'm glad that we're in agreement i think the Fantoon uh boss fight is probably the best they saved the best for last uh there's oh god like yeah not even close and think and thank oh and the hands too Fantoon boss fight and there's the hands that he sends out the little hands with the the eyes yeah like there's a lot the going on in this fight. Like if all the boss, yeah, the yeah, if they're all the it's boss, it's actually fights, challenging. Yeah, it's challenging and it looks awesome. It doesn't. There's I don't really think there's a reason why Phantom is is here. <laughs> uh, well, no, that, that's okay. But that's fine, you know. Yes, like I didn't need a reason yeah. for it. Like Phantom just shows up and and he's like clinging to the front of the ship and you're fighting him in like the vacuum of space, which is the uh, you know as he's like busted. Like there didn't need to be. A reason for it. it was just an awesome fight it had a lot of cool stuff going on it look fantoon looks awesome he looks really cool you, you um, have a cool finishing move too like a cool melee move to finish him yeah it's really and then, awesome. he, and then his eye bursts and he floats out into space and explodes i was like whoa where is this the whole game like, like at the end you know like they saved it for the end and i'm like bruh if every boss fight was as good as that and like looked as cool as that like, at least would have, you know, gave the game an extra point or two, you know, knocked it up a notch. Um, it's a shame I that mean, they didn't like, do more of this. Yeah, like, I'm I'm serious. Like, this Fantoon fight was so good. Um, and, and thank God for Fantoon. Imagine this game without Fantoon. So, you've, you've your last boss fight, a quote-unquote boss fight, is the Queen Metroid, which you defeat. But then, you're not done the game. You go over and you have that just complete schmozzle with mb and, and all oh the God. the things flying around like like i don't have a therapist but i might need to get one after watching that and if that would have been the final boss fight or like i don't want to use that term like just a final sequence in the game like that would have been even more of a sour taste so, like thank god mm-hmm. for fantoon and him showing up and like at least giving you something 
good to go home on you know so yeah that's a fantastic boss fight yeah i, I, I fight. it's it's far and away the best one i th i would say it's the only good boss fight in the game um okay two two more real quick things here and then let's finish this up um i think that the music is disappointing in this game hmm. throughout consistently would you agree with that or disagree hmm you know i would i agree and disagree i agree that it has like no memorable tracks um but i wouldn't say it's inconsistently bad because i thought the ridley theme is good there are a couple like mid like hallway like corridor themes and like sector themes that are really subtle but sound good and like aren't just like kind of generic video gamey or like like they're not very memorable but i think that's just because i've only i haven't played other m that much and it's not a good game I would want to, you know, like, I if I think I would have these tracks maybe would stand out to me a bit more if I played the game a bit more, but I would also say that, uh, and I mentioned this in the last episode that I love the the main menu theme, that like really just nice right. and minimal piano uh, track is really cool, and one of my and I that was a blast in the past when I heard that again, but. That doesn't have like any standout themes. I'm I'm waiting because I I can't wait for uh, Duminal to hear this because I'm sure that he's gonna actually have some tracks that are standouts for him, and he's really good at like picking out really like solid Metroid tracks from any Metroid game, and reminding us that almost every Metroid game has some really good ones. So personally, I can't think of any ones that are really good. But I don't remember the Metroid like the music being bad. I always thought it was like uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just it doesn't punch no, the it same doesn't. way that other games it doesn't. punch. But like the yeah. Ridley theme I think is really good. I think it's one of the best Ridley themes. Um like it does a really solid job with that. I just don't think there are many standout themes. Like it doesn't go far enough. It doesn't like a lot of the time the music is its own like character or like part of the, the game's identity, you know? Like when you think of your favorite Metroid games, you can easily think of the Great. standout tracks, and those tracks are a big part of the game's you know, what makes that game different uh from other games you know like you wouldn't tracks that are in like metroid prime 2 a lot of them i don't think would work for like metroid prime or metroid prime 3 and, and vice versa like they work for their game in a lot of ways some some could be mixed around and of course a lot of games are a lot of themes are mixed around and using a bunch of metroid uh themes or games across the franchise right or, or a remix and whatnot um, with other M, it doesn't, right. doesn't and that, really have and that's that. That's my point. It's like, what's the theme of of the pirates? No, yeah, sector doesn't. one or sector. Yeah, I can't just, really. I can't really remember. I think that's the thing. Is that maybe they do sound good. Maybe they are good. I'm sure if we like really like sit like went back and analyzed them more. But I don't think you should have to do that when you play a game, right? Like the game should have great tracks and it should put them on display easily and make them very like easy to remember and like have them stand out against the other sound effects and the mixing of the game overall um to put them on display right you know when you walk into fendrana drifts and metroid prime you you hear that's it's not like quiet you know you hear the music very loudly when you're playing actually you know it's not subtle um in this game like it's it's a lot of the time the music's just like there's nothing happening or it's quiet or or something like that. When it's when it's good, I think it's pretty solid. It just very rarely stands out. Yep, I agree. Um, okay, last thing that I wanted to bring up before we we get out of here, the ending sequence after Fantoon. This one uh, stuck out to me because you are playing as Zero Suit Samus, and you have your uh, your stun gun or whatever they call it, um, and it doesn't feel awful. But you're, you're bogged down because you're running out with Adam's helmet, so it doesn't feel 
as fluid as it could. This seemed like an odd choice, though, for me to end the game with because you're just like, you're running through and there's no reason for you to be Zero Suit Samus uh, other than, I don't know, maybe just to get you know, just to get that shot in there of, of Samus running in her zero suit. That's literally all I can think of. Um, I, I didn't hate like the, the gameplay of it, but it just, it stuck out to me as, as, as odd. Yeah. So this section, this again, makes me feel like they like are wanted to do like kind of like a soft reboot with this game. Cause they do, they had to have like the zero suit Samus section of it at the end or even didn't have to be at the end, but it just so happens to be here. Um, it, yeah, it's weird that Samus wouldn't just use her suit here or whatever. I'm trying to remember exactly, like, was there a reason for why she doesn't have her, her suit active? Is it because she's just, like, sad about Adam and so she can't get over that? So that's why she doesn't have her suit active? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to remember back to I, the I, I can't remember. Yeah, like, I remember she picks up the helmet and then, and then, uh, she flashes back to Adam, like, you know, running off and then she's like, okay, I got the helmet and then she, then the the self-destruct thing starts and she starts running off like i I don't think they ever explain why she doesn't why this is happening but it it does happen and yeah i don't think it's very great it's like long corridors of her running there's a couple moments where you have to stun some space pirates which okay whatever like it's it's not like very hyper exciting and we did this already in in previous 2d metroid games so it's nothing new um Samus is like then also like she like slides under gates and like under uh, rubble and you have to like shoot some of the gates with her with her stun gun which just makes her slow down. Um, it kind of it just it, it it reminded me of those like uh like two like the two D like two point five D Metroidvanias that would come out on like the Xbox or like place you know like from the two thousand like kind of like it almost reminded me of Shadow Complex a little bit but like not as good. Like, it just felt like this weird, like, it, it didn't feel very smooth. It doesn't make sense. Um, but I guess it's supposed to be dramatic. It, again, reminds you how, like, it also looks weird. Like, Samus is, like, just, it looks stiff while she's well, running. it's because she's holding, it's because she's holding the yeah, helmet. Yeah, she's holding it's, the it's really helmet weird. and, like, waving the, the stun gun around, which is, like, a bright light. So she's, like, just running, like, f- waving this flashing light in her face the whole time. Um, it's supposed to be this really, like, intense and dramatic situation but like we're not on board as the player at least i wasn't with going back for getting adam's helmet but i assume that they i don't think they ever explain how they made the adam ai infusion now i may be wrong on that maybe i'm not remembering i'm sure someone has like a source on no, that. they just they just say they're like oh it makes sense that they upload brilliant commanders into computers which is like the hokiest gimmick I, ever. i think that they were trying to make it seem that like she needed like her collecting this helmet is responsible for like is somehow related to that i don't know how may i oh, i think that's i think that's Ugh. i think i think that's why they did that it's somehow related to it um yeah. i think there is a ton of like story potential with the adam ai personally but how they deal with Adam and let's let's, let's table that. Yeah, for, let's table that. But yeah, the, and we'll we'll get into that with fusion actually when we do. Very true. But yeah, the, this section was weird. Um, I think the game should have just ended with the the Fantoon fight ended on a high note. But <laughs> Sakamoto's like no. It, it was just like it was the wrong sequence for this. Like, yeah, this would have been a decent stealth section. At the at maybe, the very maybe least, I'm biased because we already saw it. Well, at the very least, maybe do the Fantoon fight after this. You know, like have this section. 
And then Samus, like, um, I mean, I personally like fighting Fantoon on, like, the, you know, the, the blasted open cockpit. That's a really cool visual. But at the same time, I, th- I feel like ending on the Fantoon fight, ending on a high note would have been way better. So, like, somehow, like, maybe Fantoon fights or Samus in, like, the void of space, like, on Samus's ship. Like, maybe she fights Fantoon while standing on top of her ship somehow. Maybe there's, like, a ship portion where you fight him, you know? That would have been cool. Um, could have did like a little ship gameplay at the end. Something I think just to end on this uh, this segment was bad. Yeah, it it felt weird. It just it it felt a little bit out of place. Um, Very. I, place. I I actually am not like against uh, uh, more gameplay with Zero Suit Samus, but I feel like it has to make sense, and this didn't really. It has to feel more fluid, and it doesn't feel fluid when you can't move in like all directions very smoothly. Like you know, she's running like stiffly in four directions, right? Um, like doesn't it doesn't feel very acrobatic? Like yeah, it could have been way better. Um, all right. Any uh, any any final thoughts that you want to say before we get on out of here? Uh wow! I can't believe we finally it's finally come to this. I'm sure we'll talk about other M again in the future. I know we will, but yeah, you know, coming back to this game, I really there are so many ways they could have done it better. Uh, we've touched upon them. I'm sure many other. And I people. think we laid out a lot of good ideas. I yeah. really, th- yeah. I think if if those changes were implemented, would have a really a better game. Um, gameplay wise, just I really can't find any joy in it. There are so many sections that are just very long and tedious and boring and like I hate how in this game, like I'm not looking forward to backtracking ever. Whereas in other Metroid games, you kind of look forward to it. You know, I can't say the same about this one. Uh, I, I circle back to my original point, whereas I found a lot of enjoyment and laughter from the comedy that is the poor quality of the writing and the character development and the story overall of this game, but the gameplay just didn't have the same quality for me. I loved the melee attacks. I really hope we see more of that in other Metroid games. I really hope we see, you know, even if they want, I w- I'm not even against like the sense move, you know? Like, if they put that on cooldown, like... If done right. If done yeah. right, like, that's the thing. Some of this stuff needs to be limited. Some of it needs to be less limited. It, it, you know, like, if everything was tweaked a lot more, right? Like, if this game had a beta, <laughs> if this game had a beta, a public beta, and people could have gave some feedback, I know it wouldn't have happened for a campaign-only game, but I think it could have been a lot better. Um, I'm sure we could spend a lot of time going into how we could improve this game even more or going further into the gameplay and other assets of it or aspects of it. Um, you know, the, the level design certainly left a, a bit to be desired at points. Obviously, the lack of, you know, major upgrades and all of that was a big stickler too. And yeah, the, obviously the first person, a lot to left, lot, you know, left to, you know, remain to be desired there. So uh, a lot of potential definitely came down to the execution had some cool parts but overall the entire package really can't make up for it and still something that i very genuinely do not like i am looking forward to never having to play it again or for the foreseeable future so uh but at the same time i'm glad that we went back and and chatted about it because it made for some good content made for some laughs and i've i've gotten i've gotten over it not gotten over it but uh it sucks, but at least I got to laugh about it a little bit. Well, I, I'm glad that you feel that way. I, I think I'm going to stick by what I say. I, I laid out a bunch of qualms that I had with this game, and I think that there were some baffling choices made. But I think if you, if for, at least for me, 
if you remove the story, this is a playable video game. It's frustrating at times to play, but like it for it's it's mostly playable, particularly once you actually finish the story and, and you go back and you and you can like clean up and, and get all the items. That it, that to me is when it felt most like a Metroid game. Mm. Um, so I, I went and did that. I got 100% items. My time was 11 hours and 45 minutes, and uh, I, I had a pretty good time um, doing that at the end. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready to put other M. <laughs> I'm ready. In the rear view mirror. I am. I am so. ready, man. <laughs> I'm so ready. I know we have a bunch of cool topics uh, coming up in the future. We got a mapping Metroid. We're gonna talk. We're gonna do. We got another inspired by Metroid. We got uh, definitive ranking coming up. I I know you have a list, and I think that list looks great. I personally think we gotta work in another ranking episode. Maybe we can do uh, our favorite. I think yeah. I think you're right. Maybe yeah. our favorite visors or something like that. Ranking Samus's visor, something like that. Um, I think we gotta do a Metroid Dread episode, man. Uh, we had some people talking about that recently. I would love to go into the history of Metroid Dread, what could have been. Not necessarily like a, a Metroid Fusion sequel, but like the actual Metroid Dread and what it was and or wasn't, you know, when it might have or might have not been in development. I think that might be a cool idea. And if any of you have some uh, episode topic ideas, you know, shoot us a note on Twitter or elsewhere and maybe we'll cover it. Please, yeah. please share with us. It is not easy coming up with, yeah. <laughs> uh, with Metroid topics. And you know what? This isn't even going to be a spoiler because I think I spoiled it on Twitter myself the other day. But you dropped the latest inspired by Metroid game in uh, in this podcast. Oh yeah, I somewhere. did. I won't repeat it, but so, I did mention it. Yes, <laughs> I don't think that's much of a spoiler. But uh, what also is not much of a spoiler is that uh, we had another knock out of the park episode on Metroid Other M. I think we were fair, but I think that we critiqued it where it needed to be critiqued which is uh more than one area if we're being honest and uh yeah that is that's is finally it's finally gonna do it for metroid other m and we are running long so we're just gonna we're gonna get on out of here um thank you guys for coming on this journey with us we appreciate it we appreciate all the love for last week and hopefully for this week too uh, make sure that you are subscribing over on uh, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Like and subscribe. Check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod, at Spateri316, at Dak City. That is it. That's all she wrote. And we will see you back here next week. Take care, guys. <laughs>